Hello, it's the weekend. Confusion reigns. Chaos is our watchword. Wales played a spectacular game of football. <laughs> but now there is actually only one thing to do. You can get involved in these media circus events, or you can talk about some board games. We are We're Not Wizards. I'm Richard. And with, with then next to me is I'm Colin. Yay! Yay. He's here. I, I and I'm back again, and we're here for. <laughs> let's not talk about that. We're not going to talk about the botched episode. No, no, no. Well, we already have. A tragic um, hour and a half of our life that, that we'll never get back. But was pure entertainment that you'll never hear either. Um, we do this because there are quite simply not enough podcasts about board games out there. No, I, I've looked. And and the it's other not. reason and the other reason that we we do this as well, Colin, is well, there's not enough, you know, two white chaps sitting, <laughs> doing podcasts. Simply there's just not enough of us. We're, we're cornering the market. <laughs> so um, let's crack on. How are you doing today on this fine Saturday morning? It's lovely. It's great. I'm enthusiastic. That's good. <laughs> Don't be like this. <laughs> <coughs> let's just crack and I've got a cough now you've made me cough <laughs> yes you've yes. made me cough um let's start off what we've been playing or what what have you been playing what what of? have I been playing yes. I, I've been playing a little bit of of a couple of games that we said we would play all right which would be catacombs which would be which is the which is the darling of the board game industry isn't it it's well, the, for me <laughs> well, you've got it haven't you it's the king's ransom. Yes, <laughs> the, yes, the, the treasure chest. Yeah, it's uh, it's by um, it's by um, Elsa Games. Mm -hmm. You can buy it for about twenty scullion pounds. Yes, unless yeah. you've got it through the the recently um, the finished uh, Kickstarter, Kickstarter. which still has open late access. Yeah. Shenanigans. Do you want to get involved in the shenanigans? Well, I'm already. I know. So I'm already I. knee deep in the shenanigans. So. <laughs> I'm the shenanigan master. <laughs> um, for those that haven't heard of Catacombs, um, Colin, you own it. I do own it. What's it about? Someone described it to me as uh, Subutio meets Dungeons and Dragons, which uh, pretty much sums it up. <laughs> it is, um, it's a. It's a. It's a. Flickety disc dexterity dungeon crawling, yes, beautiful yes, looking yeah. succulent gem of I, a game, and I want to hold it and call it something special. I think we've we've talked about descent in in the past. Yes, we this, mentioned this, descent um, in the past. You know, you play heroes, and one person plays the overlord, and yes. you go down, and you, you fight various battles till you meet the big evil. Bad big, guy, big yeah. bad guy, and then yeah. you have a showdown with him. Or Heroes Quest. Yes, yeah, or, or Heroes Quest, which is, um, well, it's an early '80s game, but that's but Milton weird. Bradley. That's what got me into board games. Is it? Was it? Oh, yeah, it's the it's, first it's, kind it's of the proper board. Yes, it is the gateway oh. gamey druggy game of Hero <laughs> Quest that first got me in. Um, but unlike Hero Quest and Descent, where which are all miniatures and dice. you roll dice to decide whether you hit them, you or add not. stats, so you're Charging up the corridor towards a group of orcs or goblins or ravens or skavens or whatever. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. both stop and say, right, we're going to fight. Let's roll some dice at each other mm -hmm. and add our multipliers and our attributes. And I make yeah. this up as I go along because I clearly don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. Instead, in catacombs... It's... It's... Wooden discs. It's wooden discs. And you, you <laughs> flick them like you would flick in... Um, flick in a flickety flick. Yeah, like... Uh, like when Coin to toss at high school. Or, or table football, as table, we call it. Table, yeah, 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 yeah. We used to, or, used or to shove... Or coin football, I mean. Yeah, you know, used to coin rugby. You used to push, shove the 10 pence on mm. the other side of the yep. table. And you used to flick it up. Yep, and, and you had to catch it. And then catch it, and then you had to flick it over their fingers as they pretended to be a goal. Goal post, and yep. then the registration teacher used to come in and go, Stop throwing those coins about! And we said, Okay, Mr. Smith. Oh, you, you had a terrible bringing. Yeah. It was awful. Ours probably would have just joined in. Would it? No. 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 Definitely not. Um, so, but, yes, yeah, Colin says, you kind of. You got yeah, the so monsters there, and you mm. you flick the discs at the monsters, and, and you know so so. 
everything that would be in a role-playing game is is recreated using little discs. Yeah. So if if you're a magic caster and you have a fireball, there's a little fireball disc that you flick away from 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 your hero's disc, and and it's it's just amazing. Um, I love it. You know, each of the boards um, it comes with four boards. Yeah. And these boards have different holes punched in them that you put blocking pieces in. Yeah. So you have um, you know um, barriers to do trick shots off of if if you have any amount of skill. Yeah. Um, and it's how does it look? Oh, the the art style is is lovely. It's it's this very cartoony, not serious art style where you know everything's got sort of like oh it, did I like just do that? Solidy, it's a solidy almost cartoony thing. Everything <laughs> is like single or yes, double. Yeah. Everything's like single or double shaded. And this is the type yeah. of artwork. If if somebody said how would you want to draw? How do you want to be able to draw? I look at this and I go that would be cool because mm. I'm quite a precise kind of. Yeah. arty type guy and to have kind of um, and to have you know just you have to look at it it's well, just beautiful it's the, the artwork of the third edition which is the current edition which is out yeah. now the, the previous editions of the game went for a very um, real art style you know it tried to be like very menacing kind of serious and very hero questy yes, descent yeah, and very, very much so any and kind of these cool mini or not kind um, of dungeon crawler type things that they do when they went for this present reprint, they they decided no, we're going to completely change it. We're going to make it look fun and entertaining and and everything. And and I think it's worked really really well. And you collect weapons and armor as you go, so it is like a normal dungeon crawler. You will yep. have a chance to kind of like you improve your characters as you, you get buy deeper. stuff. You buy you can buy spells. You can occasionally kind of find items, um, and you improve your character as you go. Um, the only thing that obviously you can't improve is the dexterity of your finger. No. And no. I was oh, I'm sorry, Richard. Oh my god. <laughs> I was <laughs> You were uh, was less a... than superb at this game. I, w- <laughs> <laughs> I was unlucky. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I had like one sp- I had like one character and I thought, alright, cool, I've got enough gold to buy this additional this additional attack and it was what it was. It was like a, a companion animal yes, that you had. Yeah. And then what you could do is you could launch this a companion animal at these other things, and I was like, right, you guys are gonna, you guys are toast now, all your little dungeon things. But what you had to do <laughs> is you had to pick the thing up and you had to roll it on its edge. Yeah, you couldn't even do that, right? Could you? Right. Oh my god, Richard! Oh, it was just kind of. <laughs> it was just all. It's the guys. You know, they were like doing all these amazing shots, and and then it'd be Richards going, I'd be like, yes, yeah. Listen, I think I think it ended up getting it in a closed teapot was just a skill skill (laughs) shot. Extraordinaire, basically. Um, In terms of, I mean, there's no dice involved. The rules are very, very basic. This is something that, I mean, this is a gateway game. I mean, mean, well, perfect game for someone that doesn't know anything about board games and, or for children. If, If you want, to kill an hour with, with yeah, a, a, entertaining some some people that have no interest in this is a good laugh. Yeah, and open it's a f- couple of beers, give them to the nine year old. We're not condoning, of course, beer for children. Um, you obviously alcohol pops are available and they taste a lot better. <laughs> yes, yes like exactly. Yeah, cop- they're going to go beer. Ah, oh, this uh, tastes awful, Dad. But, what are you doing? But Copperberg with some ice cubes. And yes. it's, it's just like fizzy ribena. Or a wicked D. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Dog 2020. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those are the days. Tasted like Kiora. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm a child. I'm drinking child juice and I'm wrecked on the swings, complaining about my life. <laughs> um. But it's really, really easy to play, of course. Um, <clears throat> is it worth it? Well, yes. Yeah, of course it is. It's the price, though. It's still a little bit pricey, but I've what? seen it on Amazon for 150 But 150 mint box, which, mm. no, you it's not worth it. 150 Um What you should do, because they've just done a major Kickstarter to release a variant of the game. Yeah. It means they're going to have a whole load of extra copies, which means... Yeah, it's going to go back to the retail sites again. Yeah, it's going exactly. to be on Amazon. It's going to be on uh, Board Game Guru and and sites like that. Unless, of course, um, they decide to do what they did last time and not reprint. 
No, they, 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 they did. Uh, well, I, I didn't get mine through the Kickstarter. I got mine through um, pre-ordering through oh, one cool. of the sites. All right, well, that's good. Um, that's good. Yeah, I mean, if you can get it, if you can jump on, mm. I mean, if you're looking for something which is, it's just, it's so good. It is just one it's, of these, it kind of ticks all the boxes. There's no real annoyance about it unless you're absolutely useless. Because it's dexterity, <laughs> like because it's it's your physical skills, you're not having to learn crazy mathematical formulas. It's not luck-based yeah. as well. So it's not a case that you could be playing, say... Well, it's luck-based, it's dexterity. Well, it's yeah. dexterity, but it's like a little bit of skill. There's a lot yeah. more skill than there is rolling a set of yes, dice. Yes, of course. Yeah. I mean, if you're fighting against yeah. somebody in a, in a corridor in descent, it's like you could have three rubbish rolls in a, mm-hmm. in a go, yep. and that's it. Your character could be potentially wiped out. Where in catacombs, yep. if, you, if, you, if you've got those fingers, and those fingers are a-flicking, and they're flicking well... Exactly. Yeah. They're fine. You're uh, good. I, I took. Um, it was uh, last Friday now. Yeah. Um, Don't mention two, the two guys that had never played, and uh, one guy that played the game before with us. Who's that? Uh, Leo. Oh, I. Yeah. Mr. Leo. Yeah. Hi, Mr. Leo. <laughs> <laughs> we know Mr. you. Mr. Leo. <laughs> we know you. No. He knows he's called Mr. Leo. Yes. Um, He'll be on here, and you'll know why he's called Mr. Leo. He's a character. He is a character. We made him up. He doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> he does actually exist. It's been a tapestry of lies. It has been. You know, but you'll get you'll get over it. No, and and showed them how to play, and within about the first fifteen seconds, they went, "All oh, right, we understand how to play now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, and when I played it, I mean, we had a, it's, <clears throat> it doesn't even take that long to set up. Nope. This is the other thing. I mean, there's no. You play, and I'm not going to keep on going back to Descent, but any other kind of dungeony crawler, imp- you know, even like things like Imperial yep. Assault. Descent it, will, will, you know, the, the other great thing, because it's dexterity, because it's so quick to set up, you're looking at something that um, Descent, to play a map, yeah. will take you about, I don't know, two, two three half, hours. Two, three hours, yeah. And it's commitment because yeah. you get to the point where you've got all your cards laid out, you've bought all, all your additional spells and equipment and everything like that, and then it's packing them all away, and mm. then if you take it out again, yep. it's going to the rigmarole of going through all the cards or yeah. section and everything off and finding it again. Whereas in Catacombs, it is just a case of you've got that, you've got that, you've got that, you've got that, and you mm-hmm. can continue your campaign. Yep. Um, well, it, a campaign takes an hour. To play the entire thing takes an hour. That's it. Um, so we um, we heartily we we heartily we very rarely we heartily kind of recommend yes yeah, games yeah. Um, unless you hate dexterity games unless you don't. stay away yeah, from it exactly do yeah. not look do not then, touch you know go back to descent because there will be some people that won't um, that won't like it but we really really liked catacombs and. Um, Elsra Games. They're if you're on. listening, please send us promotional copies. Don't say, <laughs> don't say that. We're not that kind of corrupt. We are corrupt. Send us stuff, anything you can. Um, we don't mind. We're we're kind of open to it all. We have no shame. <laughs> well, not when it comes to catacombs. We're ready to be bright. Catacombs will build a house out of catacomb boxes. Yes, um, yes. yes. Um, so that's that. No. Yeah. It is foggy in old London town. A man moves in the shadows. We do not know his intentions, but we know his mind is full of the most macabre evil ever imaginable. This is London. This is Whitechapel. And these are the letters from Whitechapel. Yes. What? <laughs> I thought I'd do a bit of drama. Yes. That's my Sherlock Holmes introduction. Well, it's, it's, it's meant to be a stop, you. Ballyhoo. <laughs> stop it, you rascal. What are you doing with that? Um, yes, no. <clears throat> letters, other from games of, wait, letters from Whitechapel. Um, fantasy, Final Fantasy <laughs> Fantasy flight game. I you just, always get that wrong. I always what, call it. It's like with you? <laughs> have we, I have it written down <coughs> week after week. Because on the he notes, actually looks at it when he's saying it, it wrong. I look great. at it and go Final Fantasy. Nope. Final Fantasy. Nope. Fantasy flight games. Uh, letters from Whitechapel. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a hidden movement game. Yes, which is it. We've not played one of them at the club for 
A long time. A long, long time. You yeah. haven't been here it's for a long, the long time. The best one of the quality that we've played. Yeah. Yes. Letters from Whitechapel is essentially the it's the uh, it's a hidden movement game mm-hmm. based around um, Jack the Ripper. Yes, yeah. So a bit the, macabre. But <laughs> yeah, a bit macabre. Maybe some people won't like the subject matter. Um, obviously, it was a little while ago and um, it's a theme. Um, but the idea of Letters from Whitechapel is a hidden movement game and one player plays the um, Jack the Ripper, yep. the infamous Jack the Ripper, who's trying to get from the scene of a murder back yep. to the hideout. And the other people play the police officers that are trying to outwit him, guess his movements mm-hmm. and ultimately catch them. Yep. Now, um, for those who don't know what a hidden movement game, because obviously we're not wizards, we like to explain a bit more. We don't try to assume that you know the stuff. Hidden movement games are an interesting genre in the fact that usually um, one of the players doesn't have a presence, a physical presence on the board. And what happens is that they they track their movement um, through kind of like pen and paper at the side. They track where they are and then um, the other players move around the board in an attempt to try and either capture, evade, find, whatever these people are. Yeah. Um, Obviously, uh, we played played this a couple of times, Mm -hmm. and um, I really like this game. Yeah, you enjoyed it. I really, really like this game. No, I was giggling hysterically during the game, so I must have enjoyed it. I think what it is is essentially what you do is you the the board is a as a map of um Whitechapel yeah. and um it's sectioned off into between um there's little circles numbered circles which are numbered one up to two hundred or something like that yeah yeah something like that and they're all over the board and those are Jack the Ripper's spaces and what he does is he moves between the number circles. In between those numbered circles within the same grid are little black dots. And those little black dots are where the police are. Yep. And essentially what happens is Jack uh, Jack has the ability to move a square yep. or he can take a coach, yep. which allows him to move allows a couple of two squares, moves. two moves, yep. and it also allows him to drive past any police that are in yes, his way. Yep. And he also has the ability to jump up an alley so if a numbered bl- if a numbered space is on one side of a block, yep. he can go between. He can basically goes between two numbers, essentially passing through like a block. Um, yes, yeah. Allowing him yeah. to allowing him the, to the escape. The numbers and 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 uh, squares are all the roads. So when he jumps down an aisle, it's basically he can jump to the other side of a building. So yeah, he's he's bypassing. It's almost like um, he's going through a building yeah. in order to try and try and escape. <laughs> and how it works is that every um, every round basically Jack moves a square. Yep. Um, which the police obviously have no idea where he's going to move to, nope. but the police will move either one space or two spaces. Um, just, one. just one. And just you. Oh, um, well, it was two. Nope. I must have cheated then because I moved to a couple of times. No, I'm sure it's only one. Ah, well, okay. If it's wrong, it's wrong. I you move spaces. Well. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Oh, well. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> um, you move into a black. You move. Um, you move a space, and then you've got the option either to, um, if you have circles that are next to you, you can either um, investigate them. Yep. Or you can arrest on that space. Now, an yeah. investigation. Oh, man. <laughs> He's still going back to this bit. Yeah. We'll cover that in a second, but basically, um, if you investigate a space, if Jack the Ripper has passed through that circle, then that is left as a clue and that's highlighted. Yeah. If you arrest on that space, which Colin regrets he did not arrest on yes, the space. Yeah. Yep. Was that our game? Was that the game I was Jack? Or was that yeah, that was the game you were Jack. And then it happened in the other game. Yeah, like, basically, um, yeah, why there didn't was I pick a, that? There was a point where um, I I went the wrong way and ended up basically in some kind of police dragnet. And just before mm-hmm. I got away, um, I I was standing in the space right next to Colin, and Colin investigated it. And if Colin had well, said it's, it's, arrest, I, I knew we we could block you in. So yes. so I had like this whole thing of. And I'd worked it out, and I counted like all the moves you had done. It's like, well, he's definitely <laughs> got to be there. But 
I yeah. can't take the risk and not know. I know. <laughs> I know. It was, oh, it was funny. The, there's the one of the things that you get with this is the tension is oh, I don't remember yeah. playing a game. Now you obviously you get games where you get the analysis paralysis kicking in. Yep. And this is a game that kind of blends the analysis paralysis with with, high with tension. the tension yep. coming in because as 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 Jack, you 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 you, you have to internalise everything. <laughs> because you can't be showing people you well, can't well, you can't be giving anybody you can't yes, be giving yeah. anything away you yeah. have to play with a poker face you don't have to look at the screen you don't have to look at the board because you have a screen that covers your pad but in the screen there's an actual map with all the numbers so you can tell where you are but you obviously have to look at the board because you have to figure out what direction the police it's are going to go gonna in try and search yep. and what was interesting was every round the head of the investigation actually changed mm -hmm. so the head of the investigation now correct me if i'm wrong here but they were the guys that basically they gave the direction as to what they thought people should be doing every murder um it changes whose head yes and they have the job of um there's some blank police officers which aren't one of the the player police officers yes and it means that you can reset where the policemen are so you can take them back to a station yes so every time the you know after a murder's well, after jack's got home and you reset for the next murder yeah because um, he's always trying to get to his hideout yeah. after i think yeah. i don't know we've mentioned this yeah after every murder jack has to get back to a numbered circle that stays the same throughout the game yeah yeah, and the, the ultimate idea of the game is that you remember clues from previous places to hopefully create almost like a dragnet area yeah, where so, you reckon so he is going to be going where he's to. trying to get to, yeah. But the him coupled in with not being able to say anything and the fact that when Leo was playing Jack, hmm. that I just constantly... Oh, he kept on screaming this one number in his face. <laughs> I was right, though. I was like saying, oh, it's 62. It's wrong. It was in the area. It's 62. But... It's 62. It is 62. Everybody go to 62. And it was right, because in the in the game where he was his first round, I basically chased him yeah. all the way through. I was three or three moves behind, he says, mm -hmm. but I was hitting yeah. clue after clue after clue after yeah. clue after clue. And... Um, yeah, and uh, and he, you know, because I was like, okay, so it's 62. And I looked at him, and he obviously was like, Ooh. and I was like, okay, it's 26. It turns out he was 116. One plus one is two. Mm -hmm. Two and six. Yeah. I'm Darren Brown. Oh, yeah. yeah I absolutely. am. Yeah. I am. Mm -hmm. I am. Are you? No. No, I didn't no, think not, you were. I'm not Darren. <laughs> But you get that tension there, and mm -hmm. you get to, and obviously it's up to Jack. It's up to the the, the single player if he decides he's going to play along with it or if he's going to get into character. I think I spent most of the time doing really yeah, bad yeah, Michael Caine what, what, um, impressions. <laughs> where did you hide all those bodies? Yeah, you know, I'm not saying. You really got into character. <laughs> <laughs> and some people just didn't get home. Um, but yeah, no, but um. You've got, and obviously as the round goes on, you start to know where the hideout is. So you've got, to, do we try and catch him in the act, or do we, do, try, do we try and make catch sure him we've on got the trail, or do we try and stop yeah, him? From or do we try and stop him or, from getting back yeah. to the hideout? And I think, in the first game, I was chasing Leo. In the second, did we catch him in the second or the third game? I think it was. Uh, the third all the games round. I've played, we caught him. We, we caught whoever was the... the was it the third round we caught him? Or was it the second round? I think it was the one after the double murders. So yeah. I think, mm, no, I think it was. Round. No, I think it was a double. The actual double. We caught him. Mm -hmm. Because the first time he just went kind of straight there. The second time he went in a roundabout yep. route. And the third time he made his mistake because he decided he was just going to go straight through us. Yeah, he, he got cocky. Yes, that's what happens. <laughs> he didn't. He stopped using. He started being analytical and start thinking he could just like 
lordy stuff just in front of us. Just oh, no. taunted us. We caught him. We arrested him. We took him down. And we hung him. Yes. And, no, we didn't, actually. You know, well, and realistically, they never knew what happened to him. Um, it's widely available. I think it's one of these games that I have looked at on several occasions and mm-hmm. dismissed it. Yeah. And in fact, this was the first game I think that neither of us actually own. But um, no, it's we Leo's played. game. Yes, yeah, Leo's. So um, Leo brought it along, and I was kind of like, mm, wasn't sure. But I think it's one of the first games that, as soon as I played it, um, I was like, I've got to play this game as quickly <laughs> as possible, just because of how um, you could really get into it. There are obviously other hidden movement games about. There is, um, yes, S- um Spectre Ops. I mean, mm-hmm. Plaid Hat Games have done Spectre Ops. There's Fury of Dracula yep. as well, but I've heard that's a very, very From complicated. When we game were looking at it, um, there's quite a few elements to the game which makes it a lot slower to play than Whitechapel. Mm. Uh, and I Whitechapel like Whitechapel was very instinctive when when we opened up and had a yeah. quick. I mean, it looks for the rules. It it's it tries to fit in with the theme. Yes, it, it looks the, like the, an, the it, rule book and, and the production is is the board game it's actually fits in with light. It's, yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's a ye olde trench. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You need a trench. I have no idea. But there's not that many pieces, so the trench actually works. Yeah. So we will give you that uh, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Flight, whatever you're calling yourself this week. Um, but the map looks like Yoldy London Town map. There's a bit of historical information mm-hmm. in there. The subject matter, while it's obviously realistic, is dealt with respectfully. I would say it creates the yes, facts. It yeah. doesn't kind of um, glamorize it in any type way. It's no, very kind no. of this is the matter. Of, it's a very matter of fact kind of game. So in that case, it's it's, it's you know, um, some people will play it, some people won't. Um, it's very, it's relatively inexpensive. It's about, um, it's about, I saw it for about thirty-two pounds mm-hmm. in various different places. You yep. could probably pick it up. Um, you could probably pick it up cheaper, um, second-hand if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine many people really wanting to. Would to part punt with it. it. No, no. Um, it, it would definitely be a keeper for me if if. Oh if yeah. I had it. yeah, yeah. It's definitely very very easy to learn. Yes, yeah, very ridiculously. Yeah. I mean, I think um, if you've got a group the, of three or four people, there was a few people, little. You know, the first time we played it, you know, it's like, well, you know, where does it start? Does it start on number one, or does it start yeah. before number one? Which yeah. was the only thing that we had disagreement over reading the rules. Yeah, which is unusual for a fantasy flight rulebook. Yeah, no, uh, they're <laughs> usually so straightforward. It's like, um, yeah. <laughs> it's like reading a map in a treasure chest that's on the moon. <laughs> Yeah, in Latin. Totally. Yes, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that bad, but they can be a bit. They can be very, very. They can be very, very fantasy flight. <laughs> yeah, y- y- jumping about bits of the rulebook. Yes, yes. Know, but then, as I say, as we said before, a lot of these companies do have play along videos. You don't really need a play along video for Whitechapel. It's no. very, very easy to pick up. It's very enjoyable. And yes, it's another game that we really liked and we yep. says if you know if somebody's bring it if somebody says oh i've got Whitechapel, shall we play it your answer is yes quite okay. simply to be honest the format we're going for is probably games we enjoy so <laughs> yeah, we, we might well i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh yes <laughs> right okay so yeah so catacombs letters from Whitechapel. Um, hug them, love them. Um, if you they're see them in good games, puppy yeah. adoption yep. schemes, pick them up because they'll be they'll be lovely and best friends for life. <laughs> um, get them off the shelf. This the is shelf. a second. This is a section of the show. If um, if you want to play along at home, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to play along at home, then get those fingers on those buzzers because we're about to. It's all about to kick off. Um, Get them off the shelf is basically when we tell you what we're going to be playing over the next couple of weeks before the next podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you that have, that is why it takes so long between podcasts. Yes, because, <laughs> because you we know, have no time to play no, them. No, <laughs> because we don't. Because we're just trying to ram these things out as quickly as we can, or, um, <laughs> or not, if as long as we record them correctly, yeah, exactly. which is the main thing. Um, the first game um, we did joke. Um, because this is episode six. Yeah. Already. Gods. I know. 
We've still got another 11 to go. Episode 6, the last. <laughs> <laughs> it's the return of the Jedi. <laughs> um, one of the games that we mentioned near the beginning of the podcast is uh, was YS. YS, yes. So um, I did say to Colin that we would be playing YS. I do champion this game at every opportunity. And <laughs> it so looks so awful. So one of the like, things, well, one of the things we're going to be getting off the shelf is YS. Who's it by? Do it's, you know? Um, oh, I can't pronounce it. it Yaseri Games. Oh, it is. Yeah, because yeah. I looked up their website. Yeah. Because I was looking for a link. They've done like loads They've of their games are games, really yeah. really popular, yeah. like Stone Age and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so that's the first game we're going to be playing, which is about jewels and trading and stuff like that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You'll correct yep. me if I'm wrong. <clears throat> the second game we're going to be playing is um, is the one that's you know that doesn't know how to box itself properly. <laughs> it's Dungeon Saga by Mantic Games. Go home, games. Dungeon Saga. You're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you come in here with your inadequate boxes. And your slightly poor delivery times on your Kickstarter campaign, but I've ranted. My uh, psych- I think you have. Yeah. My counselor says I need to vent right, and then okay. move on. So I have vented so and I'm moving on. That's why we do these on. podcasts. Well, pretty much, yeah. You know, it's, it's 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 either that or I'm I'm gonna get weird. Um, but I am gonna play Dungeon Saga. Mm-hmm. I did say when I ranted, we're gonna get it to the table. We're gonna play. But you do it. own it, so you may as well. You might as well have it. Yeah. If I've got it, I might as well play it. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be playing Dungeon Saga by Mantic Games, and I'm going to tell you whether or not it's worth, worth it. Because it. Yeah. it is available in retail, even though people potentially who have pledged for it still haven't got some of their stuff. Ooh, Ooh. Mantic, what are you doing? What man? have you done? <laughs> and if we do think it's too rubbish, then we'll play Rampage instead. Okay. Which is another little de- dexterity game, which Got is the renamed. one with it. Got yeah. renamed. Got renamed. <laughs> Got sued. I think it's, I don't know who owns it, Activision or something owned the license. Yeah, probably. And they went, um, so your aim of your game is to get a building and knock it down with monsters. Three monsters? Three monsters. <laughs> they all look similar to the monsters mm, we had. Well, they're all dinosaurs. I don't think they went for the gorilla and the... Oh, no. Well, no, they no. didn't. But they went for three kind of dinosaurs and called mm-hmm. it Rampage and called it knocking down buildings and then... Yep. Yeah. I, got, <coughs> I don't know how shocked they were when they got the cease and desist yeah, <coughs> letter through. Wahalova. Uh, uh, hello. <laughs> we're representing. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of representing Activision here, and mm. we'd like you to maybe not move used in it. So it's called Meeple Terror now. So I've mm-hmm. got the original called Rampage. Ooh. So we'll, we'll maybe play that. Item. I don't think it is. No. Oh well. We played yeah. it ages and yeah. ages ago. I think it was one of it's the one first. One of the first games. One you, of the first you, you games. Ever brought along. Yeah, it was. It was. So we're gonna might play it depending on how we got on with Dungeon Saga. Yeah. Because I might just get on with Dungeon Saga and put up a video going. Here it is, in the bin. Oh, and some people still haven't got their Kickstarter. Oh. No, let's not. Like, come on, let's move on. <laughs> Anyway, so that's what we're going to be playing. Dungeon Saga, Mantic Games, and YS by Ysaria, yep. I guess. And I'll double-check that, and obviously there'll be a, a link in the show notes. The next thing that we always like to do is we don't give them a flick. We give them a... Kick. A kick. I join in with these things. You do. <laughs> you do. Give them a kick. Well, we, I mean, obviously we're too late to talk about the catacombs. Yeah, it's sadly finished, but... But it's potentially worthwhile um, having a look um, on their Kickstarter page because um, it is funded. So mm-hmm. you're, you're potentially yeah. you're potentially going to get it. <laughs> they're, they're, they're still open for late backers, but I don't know how long that'll be open for. I think they were talking about a month. Yes. But, um, yes. So the um, but have a look check it out and see what you think the first game we're going to talk about is a game by a gentleman by the name of David Newton mm-hmm. um, the game is called Temp Worker Assassins now basically Temp Worker Assassins mm-hmm. it's a deck building worker placement game and you're basically playing as a temporary worker who are secretly assassins so the idea of the game basically is that you you get searched on entry 
so you can't take any weapons ah, in with okay. you. Right. So the idea is that what you're meant to be doing is you're meant to be... Um, but it's just a wooden spatula, mate. It's a deadly wooden spatula. <laughs> it's the um, it's the poisonous lead-covered scissors. It's the extra-sharp mm -hmm. HB pen. It's the deadly, crushing water tower bottle. It's kind of all... But, right I mean, okay. the idea behind it is that each player takes turns. You place... Um, you place your assassins in a fantasy office with a name to steal as much stationery as you can mm -hmm. and also kill as many of the full-time employees <laughs> as care. possible. So it potentially is kind of life-imitating art because obviously mm -hmm. assassins are like everybody else moving on to zero-hour contracts and yep. stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no pension, uh, no future. It's an actual shame. But um, each employee is obviously given a name, a rank, and obviously an amount that you get if you successfully dispose of them. Um, and the player with the most uh -huh. gold at the end of the week kind of wins the game. So you build a deck, um, you play over five rounds. It usually say it takes about maybe 45 minutes to an hour, so maybe mm -hmm. an hour for the first game. Um, you basically go around, you steal the stationery, you sneak around the office making sure you don't get caught and you kill the extra powerful employees. Um, you get different department cards, you get different targets. I like the artwork. Now, I, I'm sure if I show... I'll put this up to the camera so everybody can see it. Mm -hmm. but it's very, very kind of pencil-y, illustrated. It's very similar to the type of stuff. Is it fantasy style? Uh, is that a hobbit? It, it, he looks a like hobbit? a hobbit, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Just the no shoe thing. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. You get like an advert, you know, get, get target cards like the advertising barbarian. Yeah, it might be a wee bit fantasy yeah, then. But yeah, but it could be good fun. But you get um, you get 35 target cards, you get department cards, so you get like the malevolent R&D department. Yeah. Um, you get basic strategy cards, so you get the fairly sharp pencil. You get other stationary cards, which you got like the bevel-headed keyboard, which <laughs> tells you you can discard a card and then add three to your attack. Um, and then you get um, tar it says turn markers. These are added to the game each day, so um, you get kind of like a, an additional additional cards mm -hmm. that make a change. Yeah. Obviously, meeples. Um, you choose your starting deck, and there's no difference between kind of people sets apart from colour preference and stuff like that as well. Okay. So you place an assassin in the office yeah. and then they occupy in a department, they attempt an assassination, um, and then everybody keeps playing until mm -hmm. everybody all the targets are assassinated until the end of Friday, in which the player with the most gold kind of wins. Friday. Um when I looked at this, which was on um Monday <coughs> It would. It just launched. It had twenty nine days to go, and it was. Um, it was a, Its target is five thousand mm -hmm. pounds. It's a UK Kickstarter. Oh, home um, team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, home team because <laughs> the exchange rate's taken a bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a bashing. Um, it's all hoping good. to recover. Oh, see. Um, it was twenty nine days at a thousand pound at five thousand. Four days later, now I've looked at it, mm -hmm. it has now got twenty five days to go. And it's at six thousand six hundred out of five thousand. Nice. So it's yeah. hit its um it's hit its, mark it's, hit its market. It's got about two hundred six two hundred and sixty eight backers. Um still got plenty to go and it's, there seems to be a little bit of a happy little thriving uh, community. Yeah. It's good just looking at the comments that your man that's running the campaign He's he's talking he's active. to his chat. He's actually yeah. everybody kinda looking at everybody who's made a comment. He's actually going back and he's uh, he's replying to all of them, which is good. Yeah, which no, is no. very it's very always very a positive good. sign. Yeah, yeah. Unless you backed a three D printer. <sighs> are we um, are we going to keep going on about yes. the three D printer? Is this until I buy you a three D printer? You're going to keep <gasps> going on about? I'm not buying you a three. Scottish law spoken agreement. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't agree to nothing. Yeah. There was you no showed my hand. I didn't even touch your hand. That wasn't your hand. <laughs> Get off. Leave me alone. Um, so, yeah, um, it's if you want to look at them on Twitter, we'll put a, obviously there'll be a link in the show notes, but um, at TW Assassins is where you can find them. I like the artwork. The, I, the premise is unusual to me. Mm. Going in an office, 
seems like a fun thing to do. Killing, killing annoying, people. Killing yes. people. This are not. Is it Thursday already? Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. No, it's you know it's a little bit uh, a little bit fun. Um, so that's uh, so that's that so that's temp worker assassins. Uh, mm-hmm. The next one is it's a little bit of politics. A little bit of politics. It's a game called Statecraft. Uh-huh. Now it's by a company called Inside the Box Board Games. Now um, Statecraft is one is is a one of these unusual or maybe not unusual games in that it's already tried for funding before. It tried a little while ago Mm -hmm. and it was unsuccessful and it's obviously come back with a vengeance. Yeah. Um, And um, it's, but as I say, it's ITB Board Games. Mm. You can find them on Twitter at ITB Board Games. They, when I checked last, they've now currently got 12 days to go. The target was eight and a half thousand. Yep. And they are sitting at eighteen uh, eighteen eight. Yeah, totally. So eighteen thousand eight hundred. So they have gone and they're funded and they're ready to go. They've got five hundred and forty backers. That's that's quite impressive. That is pretty I mean they're pretty good. And again, I think they're pretty you oh know, yeah, yeah. He's this he's is a boy lot. Yeah, yeah, he's kinda making comments when he can. So mm. he's um you know he's he's getting in contact with people when he has you know he's obviously yeah. taking the time um and we like we kind of like to see that statecraft itself um is basically building up it's a political strategy game now what could be best than playing it because everybody if they need anything at the moment in their lives it's more mm-hmm. politics yeah totally yeah <laughs> absolutely um, but basically um the idea is you build your own political party and you develop a manifesto of ideas mm-hmm. and you gain as many supporters as you can. Now, strangely enough, it reminded me a bit of um, Pax Porphoriana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that the fact that what happens, first of all, is that you essentially, your first stage is to um, create the world. Mm-hmm. Now, the world will have different political leanings, and based Uh on those political leanings, that will essentially help you decide what the winning kind of manifesto you should be building up, and therefore the type of support you should get. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you basically will, you'll have your, as I say, it's like Pax Porforiana, because you had like the anarchy, you had like American interventionists. If you haven't, if you don't know what that is, go back a couple of episodes where we spoke about that at great length but, but packs, yeah yeah but packs which you really really liked so essentially what you're doing is you are f- um based on the political kind of climate at the moment um the next thing that you're going to be doing is you're forging your manifesto to say based on the political climate i'm aiming to do x y and z yeah your manifesto in turn should help you um you know with gaining supporters that are hopefully yeah. going to see what you're doing as your manifesto you build your own political faction with various kind of um, politicians and, and your leader yeah. um, that are involved in economy well, and security, welfare. Where you go in and, and you're trying to alter them to mm-hmm. get them to yeah. the population to like your ideas more than yeah. your rivals' yeah. ideas. I mean, you, develop, you yeah. develop your manifesto, which is um, right. based around what's happening in the world, and each player manages the manifesto of the politicians. Um, by there annou- must be an awful lot of well, they announce or denounce kind of policies that are coming yeah. out. So there's a lot of cards. Right. There's a there seems to be a lot of different policies you can yeah. kind of bring in, um, and then over and above that, there yeah. is going to be um, you can activate political action cards, which hopefully give you an advantage right. okay. and smash down yeah. what's happening with mm-hmm. the opposition. But at the same time, you can also draw kind of um, over kind of over uh, cover kind of event cards which cover mm-hmm. yeah. every player so mm-hmm. it could be maybe there's been a, a terrorism attack or yeah. maybe there's been a plague or maybe there's been some kind of uh, strike or you know mm-hmm. different you know yeah. various different things that are going to either going to help you gain no, points in your yeah. strategy yeah. you know help you gain points in your yeah. manifesto and ultimately <laughs> gain you the supporters and kind of help you win yeah. um you can basically just like and I didn't mention this for Tent Work Assassins, Tent Work Assassins is twenty pounds. Um 
statecraft is also comes in you can get a normal pledge for about 20 pounds mm -hmm. um yeah. so they're not going to break the you know they're not going to break the break the bank you obviously like anything you get kind of um bigger kind of stretch goals as i say it's doing um again it's doing rather rather well on its campaign it's yeah. fully funded mm -hmm. um the guy these are both guys that are uk based as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so worth kind of looking at um moving on questions questions we love questions do we you? don't love questions you don't no, like questions, questions do you what does your twitter say about questions <laughs> i'll just check one moment no right okay well <laughs> in answer to the last time that we put a tweet asking for questions we did have several questions that we did have to, we do have to answer um um so the uh the first question nick jones is back in the house after his absence after oh. the last episode um so next first question is what do you think maybe no it's yes oh <laughs> um, his second question is have you ever backed a game on Kickstarter and not had it get funded and it made you sad I have to say no I, I'm the few risky Kickstarters I've gone in for and that's going in for ones that obviously weren't going to succeed you know like Catacombs um, have all then went on to be funded, so so I, I don't have a tale of what apart from my three D printer, which uh, which what happened is off that, the top. What happened with that three D printer? Is that the guys the, that, that, that that's the guys that, that bought a house instead of of, <laughs> of uh, they bought a house. Yeah, yeah. Well, well one, know of, one of them bought a house with the money and then said he would pay the other one back, and he hasn't. No. And you still haven't got a three D printer. No, and and when you look into the the financing of it, um. The, the other guys had more than enough money from other funding that, that should have covered the money the guy used to build the house but oh, we won't get into that here <laughs> um, I um, some time ago backed um, I backed a zombie game mm -hmm. um, it was a very simple kind of card zombie game and yeah. I think it was the um, a zombie game? There's not very many of them is there? You know it was either that or it was a steampunk game uh -huh. um, or a yeah. dungeon crawler yeah, no, it was no. one of, it was one really of those difficult to find those games I, I really had to say I had to go into the advanced search on Kickstarter uh -huh. to find out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> steampunk zombie dungeon crawler where are you? <laughs> oh crying God. into the night <laughs> help don't, me don't bless me lest they summon it <laughs> just asking about what is your Kickstarter and what is his name <laughs> do you have a dungeon crawler <laughs> I, um, yeah so yeah but was I sad about it not getting done um, I was at the time because I really kind of I was kind of like oh this is because as you know we're kind of we're not anti-big companies doing Kickstarter. We just kind of think, well, you guys have... You guys... Um, it does seem pointless sometimes when a big company does it. It's yes. It's as though they're just using Kickstarter as... Pre-ordering, basically. Pre-ordering and a quick sort of almost promo for it. Yeah. A free advertisement. And they're getting, the money they're getting the money before they even deliver the product as well. Yeah. But then you can say that about any Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is, or in case of three D printer, not getting the yes, product. Yes. Oh well. Yes. We're gonna <laughs> Damn you, peachy printer. <laughs> yeah, we'll stop doing it when you stop laughing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, but the guy was like, "Oh, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna make it." And it was sad because the guy had put a lot of work into it. But um, mm -hmm. I think when I spoke to um, Jeffrey Greer, he yeah. said that one of the things these big Kickstarter campaigns have done. Is they have really raised the bar in terms of the kind of the artwork. Yeah, you, you can't have that sort of homegrown look to it because no. people are just going to go that people looks are, homegrown. People yeah. are expecting, yeah, really, you know, retail level yeah. um, goods from Kickstarter. And there's now. Kickstarters that we have given shout outs for, and we're not wizards that have not um, have, have not, not funded. Yeah, um, and it can come down to your marketing, making an awful lot of noise communicating with your backers um, as I say the guys at Statecraft and that seem to be doing mm -hmm. quite a good job yeah. of talking back to people um, next question this is again Nick these are all Nick because Nick, <laughs> Nick loves a question um, have you played Codenames yet? 
Yes, yes we, we have played code names, and um, that will be spoken about on a, a show in okay. the future. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good game. I enjoyed it. It was well. I've I've played it before, so I really <laughs> enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with that last night. Yep, and code yep. names. Um, <laughs> ho, um, is Chris Warcraft going to be a guest and talk tabletop games with you? I didn't retweet that, <laughs> so I'm gonna do that. Um, Chris Warcraft, that's Chris Clues, I think. Right, I. I didn't. I should have said something, shouldn't I? It's like a small aircraft flying above my head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I use a guy that was involved in one of the key parts of Warcraft, but um, right, okay. he's apparently loves his tabletop, and uh-huh. he would be good to have him on. Mm-hmm. But we, and um, one of the, we do have a bit of news regarding kind of. Um, the future um, kind of episodes that will be coming out for We Are Not Wizards. Um, can how can someone become a guest on the show? Um, is next next question. Well, they could ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we um, well maybe we should talk about it now. We're gonna start um, a series of episodes called um, the We Are Not Wizards um, Friends of the Show. And Friends of the Show is basically an opportunity for, it's kind of, the aim is guests, yeah, we're going to have kind of guests, but guests that are going to be kind of co-hosts, kind of co-presenters, and the aim is to kind of mix what they're doing with what we're doing and kind of keep the format. It's not told me anything about it. He's phasing me out. Oh my God, I'm getting replaced. We spoke about this. Oh no. What we do is special. You know, we're never gonna. I'm not gonna be playing Dungeon Saga and talking about it with anyone else or YS. Let's face it, nobody else is gonna play YS with me. I know exactly. Talk yeah. about it. It's not. This isn't a kind of an. There isn't a hostile takeover. We're not bringing people in to kind of phase you out. I wondered why you wanted to rebuy all my shares. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've got to change the details on the Patreon. (laughs) And the investor portfolio is going to have to get reviewed as well. Oh my goodness, what are we going to do with the studio? Are we going to keep subletting it out to other people? Richard, all the passwords have changed. What's going on? (laughs) I can't get into the email. Twitter's been changed to say yes instead. What's Twitter? It doesn't matter. (laughs) Well, it doesn't matter now. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's a quick aside. Yeah, we are. Um, the aim is to have like a series of kind of um, continuing specials to run alongside it, um, because obviously we have a format where we have specific games that we are going to be playing, and in order to kind of keep that going, we like keeping that going because it's good fun and it gives us something yeah. to talk about. But at the same, and also at the same time, um, it's always good to get other people on the show that enjoy playing uh, board games, card games, and stuff like that. And different games to to our sort of yeah, exactly. Know. Guys that have different experiences of playing you, you board might games get as people well. That like Euro Trash games and possibly Euro Trash games. What on earth is that? <laughs> I oh. know. <laughs> oh God! As long as it's not based on <laughs> the TV tra- show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Euro Trash board game. <laughs> Oh my goodness. He's a little bit wiggly, a little bit sickly. <laughs> He's a little bit a piggly. That's more like that boy that does this morning, the chef. Um, another question. Nick says, my birthday is on the 29th of... Oh. No, he didn't. He says his birthday is on the 6th of the 29th month of the year. Because he's American and he can't write dates correctly yet. Tomorrow, the 29th of 6th, this is a tweet from obviously earlier in the week, he says, it's my birthday, did you get me awesome presents? And the answer was, yes, Nick, we got you, and then some, and a big box of, well, some, we've got it here, um, yeah. you just come pick it up. If you just come on and, yeah, <laughs> you can just come round to either my house or Colin's house and we'll, we'll get it or, we'll organised for you it's all fine yeah. happy birthday mate yeah we're not singing happy birthday no Hello. don't give him that option <laughs> he's not getting for that for the love of god um, and okay his next question is are you going to get political and discuss the EU situation no no we have quite differing we are not um, a political based no. podcast <laughs> um, there are 
plenty of opinions going out there about there politics and stuff I, like that. I, I couldn't find any uh, single yeah, white men yeah. talking <laughs> politics. Yeah, I didn't never find that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like there's an opening in the market for people <laughs> to discuss. Um, <clears throat> when we started off We Are Not Wizards, the aim was to talk about board games and, um, and, and nothing else, really. There are plenty of other people out there that are quite willing to get into the nitty-gritty of things. Um, we have always had the view that um, we do have um, different views on different things yeah. and we don't want to turn this into Colin and Richard discusses stuff. We just want to talk about board games. Exactly. And whoever wants to come along and chat with board games with us as well. Um, there are, as I say, um, this is a, a, a an exciting time for the hobby. Oh, it's, it's, it's a, a very exciting time. period for games. It's fantastic. I, yeah, I mean, we just want to talk about them, um, and 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 have a have a chat about them, and and introduce the hobby to as many people as possible. Um, and that means you know we have agreed to leave politics firmly, <laughs> out, the, <laughs> firmly <laughs> out the door. Um, his next thing is is that enough questions? Yes, yes. It is. <laughs> and, and and his last um, question is um, yes with a question mark we also have um, one more guy it's um, um, Andy Piddy at Andy Piddy um, who um, is part of Laps Gamer Radio mm-hmm. who um, is the guys that talk about um, helping people get back into playing video games he's uh, Laps Gamer Radio if you haven't heard it jump on it that's a good decent podcast um, him so and Lee and Sev no, they don't. They kind of like talk about games that people who haven't played for a long time might be interested in. Because yeah. if you're getting back into video games, where do you start? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody will say, oh, play Dark Souls, play Battlefield, play stuff like that. But you might miss out on some maybe yeah. nice little other games that, you know, that you could get in, get involved with. Um, Andy said, um, or Andrew said, how helpful are video game versions of board games to the board games industry? It's a really good question. It is a very, very good question. Unfortunately, it's quite split. Um, Because the the mobile versions of board games are so much cheaper than buying the board game. Yes. Um, On the same time, it's one of these things that it's, it kind of, I don't think many, I, I don't think many people would buy a a kind of an app version of a board game if they hadn't heard about the board game I can't see Uh, somebody yeah somebody that's playing Flappy Bird looking at say um, Carcassonne and -hmm. saying oh I'm going to pick that up because that looks quite interesting I think it's maybe if you're a board gamer and you haven't played the game before then trying it out would be a good thing jumping on I I bought um, Star Realms because of that yeah, um, and I we've played uh, we've played um, Hive, mm-hmm. and I beat you. Yeah, which I'm gonna always remind you of that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. first time I'd ever played. Ah, yeah, it was on your phone. <laughs> 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 um, on yeah, I mean, on the other side, there's like there's a, a board games to me are a very very interactive experience. Mm. And as much as um, video games seem to be getting more and more involved and realistic and technically accomplished, there still seem to be a kind of a preference for them to yeah. make the multiplayer online. The, the, the one thing I, I found with, with board games um, as apps is they're very good for taking out all the maths. Yes. We, we played... Um, Seven Wonders. Seven Wonders. And, and Seven and Wonders. The scoring of that is, is just, just... Oh, it's accountancy. It's yeah. yeah, it's accountancy <laughs> level nonsense. And at the end, I think David, who who was heading up, who it was his game, yep. he just said, okay, um, give me... He whipped out um, his phone. Uh, a calculating app for, and for the yeah, game. And, that yeah. can, and he says, give me, all your de- give me all your details. And that was able to calculate all the pluses and minuses and all the scores and everything like that that he was gonna um, he was gonna pick up and he was in, and we were gonna get yep. and it and it obviously didn't do it right because Colin won. <laughs> you yes. did win, didn't you? I did win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I annoyed everyone. You always it's win. Glorious. <laughs> you always win. It's just like that's why you like it so much. So in that case, um, I think um, 
from an app point of view, they have their place to give maybe people accessibility to games that might be overly expensive. Um, mm-hmm. There's one yep. for um, Galaxy Trucker. Yep. And Galaxy Trucker goes for about £80, I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the app was, I got that for like 79 pence at the time. Yeah. So I was able to yeah. s- decide whether or not I liked the flavour of the game and if mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be something that I would like to... I would like to play. And I notice you don't own a copy. I don't. <laughs> well, it's still, it's still 70, 70 or eighty pounds to get the yep. board game, so it can make you know games like that accessible. Carcassonne, mm-hmm. I've no real interest in owning that game, even though it's a it's a relatively good game. It's good I did. Fun. I played the app, um, yeah. but you know I just wanted to experience it, so it played, has its place. Um, like Dominion. Um, yeah. As an app, and and that was good fun. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it comes back to um, last night. There was um, five of us sitting around a table playing code names, and if that was app related or video game related, yeah. there would potential. Yes, you'd have five other players, but there was a potential that you would actually be playing online, mm-hmm. and the online side of things can be a bit toxic if you're playing with randoms. Oh, if you're playing yeah. with random yeah. people, yeah. But. Yeah. If you're playing with friends, it's a different thing altogether, of course. It's more toxic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is it for the questions. Yeah. Right. Shout outs. Your favourite part of the show. It is my favourite part of the show. Um couple of if you like us it might be worthwhile uh, listening to some of these guys um i listen to a lot of podcasts and i'm a great believer in spreading the word of what other people are doing out there that you might be interested in as well so um these are all be mentioned in the show notes as normal but we've got um bonfireside chat um gary and cole um talk about are currently going through dark souls 3 through their Bonfireside Chat podcast. They do a lot of other podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, Those guys basically podcast full-time. Oh, lovely. I know. Wow. I know. I know. That's amazing. I still know. I know. Um, Special shout-out, a quest for Magic and Steel, um, which is a... Basically, it's Dungeons & Dragons being played on a podcast. Mm -hmm. They keep the episodes remarkably short. Um, it's like 40 minutes an episode and they're just basically playing through the sections they've recorded the game as they've been playing it Uh and they've just split it down into 40 40 minute kind of bite sized chunks it's really good fun because because I guess they're doing a podcast people are performing the roles I get so you get people putting on funny voices and you get people kind of really getting involved in it I've never (laughs) still never role played but you know the guys last night were quite quiet though well, the the other side. Mm. Uh, I think that's because our we're noisy. We we were being noisy and they were getting ah, noisy right. with us. So. Okay, okay. Um. Anyway, it's Amara, uh, Shana, Josiah, Leisha, David, and Brian, um, who are taking part in the a quest for magic and steel. Um, you can I think it's um magic and at magic and steel on Twitter. It'll be in the show notes. Special shout out to David because David. Um, recently went over and above the Call of Duty to try and help us fix the last episode. Yes. So special the, the, shout out for him gone. for what he did. And yeah. also, while I'm on it, a special shout out to um, Cliff uh, um, Death Note, who does um, uh, who involved in the Dark Insight podcast because he also yeah. tried... So not murder face? Uh. <laughs> he also <laughs> took the file and had a look at it and went... It's it's wreck, mate. <laughs> it's wreck, mate. <laughs> just just put good. it down to death, mate. Put it down <laughs> the side. Leave it alone. I'm having me whiskey. Um, don't give up skeleton. Uh, Jeremy Greer is interviewing people about how they got playing Dark Souls. It's very very interesting because mm-hmm. some people he speaks to are very interested in the emotional side of it some people talk about the lore of the game yeah. but some people are very mechanical and talk about um, timings and mechanics and stuff it's a very yeah. very interesting podcast and you should get, get you your like ears Dark Souls. in if you like Dark Souls <laughs> if you don't you should still listen to it because it is yeah. quite interesting yeah, okay. um, Final Games podcast uh, Liam Edwards runs a Desert Island Discs 
podcast where he says to people, yeah. tell us your top 10 video games if you were stuck on an island. Tribes. I don't like Tribes. Tribes Star Siege. Whatever. Tribes 2. Whatever. Then they didn't make any other Tribes games. So there was no point in playing <laughs> anything else. Um, he's had um, quite a few people from the video games industry. Um, Steve Burns, Simon Miller. Um, he's had uh, Kate Gray. He's had Holly Nielsen on. It's, again, it's anywhere between an hour and a couple of hours of just somebody kind of reminiscing, talking very passionately about the hobby that they love. Um, Super Thundercast, Alex and Chris, chat games, chat nonsense, just generally are just very, very funny individuals. And last but not least, um, Mass Movie Side. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about... Are they not Mass no, they're UK? yes, they are mass yeah. movie side UK, but we're not talking to them. Oh, we're not. No, no. Chloe and Denise, or whatever your names are. Oh, and you can listen to their last episode to realise why. Um, if you go to listen to a movies podcast, go and listen to films and swearing with Stuart Andy. It's funnier. <laughs> Aye, war, mate. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, show them away. It's not, okay, I'm not that angry about it. Um as I mentioned, uh, next couple of weeks there's gonna be um potential guest spot episodes coming up. Yeah. Um called Friends of the Show, which will be a couple of specials. But if you would like to um tweet us, yeah. if you get tweet us, email us, Facebook us, you can get us on at We Are Not Wizards. You can email us on magic at weirnotwizards.com mm-hmm. and .co.uk. You can Facebook us, facebook.com forward slash weirnotwizards. You can get us on ACAST, which if you search for board games on ACAST.com, uh-huh. we're on the first page Woo! out of probably five other podcasts. Yay! But it'll do. Um, it's ACAST.com forward slash weirnotwizards. And if you want to find us on iTunes... <laughs> You can get us on itunes.apple.com forward slash gb forward slash podcast forward slash weird dash not dash wizards forward slash id 10841984055. Okay. It's not just, they can't just do a simple link. No. Apple. Good old Apple. Good old Apple. Anyway. I do. <laughs> it's about that time again. Yep. Definitely. Um, so I've been Richard. Um, so it's a goodbye from me. And um, it's a goodbye from him. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. Yes. I don't have a glass to do the goodbye song. No, and I'm holding things I'm away from I'm going to have this like that. I'm going to no, say, no. let's do Right, you ready? Goodbye, board game players. May your dice roll like sixes. It's a cowboy type theme. Goodbye. See? Don't cringe like that. That was pretty good.